Hi friends, Alex here, and I am your host for the You Might As Well podcast. I am a recovering perfectionist and registered nurse pushing 30 who's simply taking the twists and turns of life one nap at a time. I'm here to document the highs, the lows, and everything in between as authentically as possible. Are you looking for a type A bestie to talk shit with? Or maybe you need to hear from someone who's on their own journey so you can realize we're more alike than you think. If that sounds like you, then you might as well keep listening because every Wednesday I'm bringing you relatable ass content. So grab your iced white mocha or your $3 Trader Joe's bottle of Merlot and let's fucking go. Hey guys. Wow. I am here. You're here. I'm recording my first episode. I don't know that I will ever get used to saying that I am recording a podcast, but here we are. Well, most of you who are probably listening at this point are family and friends, to be honest. So you probably already know everything that there is to know about me. But on the off chance that you're here and you don't know who I am, I figured now, uh, first episode, is as good a time as any to kind of give you some context and dive into who I am and why I'm here and why I decided to start a podcast, why it's important to me, why I bit the bullet and actually did it, as opposed to just letting the idea fly off somewhere into the abyss where it would never be touched again, like a lot of my goals. Anyways, so for starters, we will just touch on the easy stuff. I will get right into it. I am 28 years old. I'm a Cuban-American and I live in Miami, Florida. I am married to my very best friend and actually my high school sweetheart. We have been together for 10 years now actually almost 11, I think. And we've been married for two years, which is crazy because with everything that goes into planning a wedding, I mean, it's just utter insanity. And it felt simultaneously like the longest period of my life, but also like it was yesterday. Very, very strange feeling. But yeah, two years actually in March, we've been married And we have a dachshund named Chewie. We named him after Chewbacca because we are huge Star Wars nerds. And he is very much spoiled. And I am faith-based. I grew up a Catholic, actually. And I know that this isn't important to a lot of people, but it's important to me and it's a big part of my life. And so I just thought I would mention that while I grew up Catholic, I actually don't identify as that anymore. Now I am more Christian And I graduated from a university here in Miami called FIU, where I got my bachelor's in the science of nursing. Now, I didn't always know I wanted to be a nurse. I actually didn't know what I wanted to be at all. I was definitely not one of those little kids that you would ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she would know, actually, that's a lie. I always said that I wanted to be an actress or a singer, but I feel like that's a cop out because every little kid says that. So I didn't really know what I wanted to be. Shout out to my uncle who lied to me and said that I could sing and that I could be on American Idol if I wanted to. That was a total lie. But anyways, I didn't always know what I wanted to do. And I remember just being really good at the sciences, right? So I passed chemistry and anatomy and physiology with flying colors. And I remember at one point my mom saying to me, hey, why don't you be a pharmacist? And I was like, at Walgreens? (laughs) No, thank you. No offense to pharmacists if you're listening. But I didn't want to be a pharmacist. That I knew for sure. I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I knew I was good at science. So When the time came to pick a major, I kind of was just like, 
okay, what's science-based? And decided to go kind of like the pre-med slash pre-nursing route, which they're completely different routes. If you don't already know, if you're not in healthcare, pre-med is a completely different track than nursing is. But the core curriculum is almost the same. Almost, you know, once you get to a certain point, you do have to pick. But the core curriculum is almost the same. So I did kind of go that route. And I remember that once I started kind of leaning more towards nursing, I started taking more of the in-depth classes and I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. And then with God's grace, I got into nursing school, which was super competitive and super crazy and very hard. (laughs) Very, very hard. (laughs) If you don't have any nurses in your family or you don't know any nurses, then just take my word for it. But if you do hug that person, for me, will you? Because it was not easy. And then in nursing school, I didn't really know what I wanted to be either. Everybody around me kind of knew, you know, what field, what specialty they wanted to go into. And I was just kind of going with the flow, which was really weird for me because I am extremely type A and very much a planner. And I basically plan my bathroom breaks. So that's very weird for me if you know me. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I think at one point I had settled on the idea that I would be a CRNA, which if you don't know what that is, it's a certified registered nurse anesthetist. And the only reason I remember picking that is because I think I looked up like the top money making nursing jobs and that was like the number one, right? You would have to go back to get your master's degree, but they made bank and I wanted to make bank. So I said that one. Little did I know that the experience I would need to get to that point was not at all what I wanted to do. And so fast forward, we're trudging along through nursing school. We're almost done, actually. And we come across our women's health classes. And man, oh man, did I fall in love. I loved everything about women's health when I had to go through L&D. I fell in love. I remember the first several births that I saw, I cried hysterically with the family. It was quite embarrassing. And that actually didn't change for me once I actually will get there to that point. But I did work labor and delivery at one point. And my first like three months on the job, I would cry at every single delivery. (laughs) It's just the miracle of life, man. You know what I mean? So I fell in love with women's health and I really wanted to dive into that. So once it was time to graduate, I tried to get a job. It was very, very hard to get something. We're talking pre-pandemic folks. So It was hard to get a job without experience in a specialty department. So I had to start in postpartum, which made me really angry because I just wanted L&D and I was kind of like horse blinders on for labor and delivery. But it ended up being really, really fun and I really enjoyed it. And I gained a lot of experiences and a lot of knowledge and made incredible friends from my coworkers. So I don't regret that part of my life at all. And then eventually I got really excited because after about two years of working there, I was offered a position at my dream hospital, working labor and delivery. The only thing about it was that the shift was nights, which again, if you know me, (laughs) I am not a night person, guys. I always was the first one to be like, peace at 10 p.m. at a party If I had people over, 
please leave by 9 p.m., okay? Because your girl's got to get her beauty sleep. So I ended up taking that job, though, because, again, like I said, dream hospital, dream department. I mean, the only thing about it was nights, so I wasn't going to let that get in my way. And that's actually a prime example of working extremely hard for a goal that I thought I wanted and sacrificing so much of myself to get there and it just not working out in the way that I intended it to or the way that I had hoped it would. And actually to also give some context and background into my history with mental health, right before I took that job actually, I had already started to suffer a bit from depression. And I know that now because it really was textbook, but even I stigmatized it a bit subconsciously as a nurse and was kind of in denial. Plus, I thankfully had no real examples in my family of what it looked like to be depressed. So nobody to really look to and say, oh, yeah, I know what this feeling looks like. I've seen it before. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, I'm probably somewhat depressed. I should probably go talk to somebody. So actually, funnily enough, it took me chatting with an old coworker of mine and just letting her know how I was feeling and what was going on for her to be like, no, we need to get you to a therapist now. So I went ahead and started therapy right around that time, right? But so we'll get to that in a second. So I took that job with labor and delivery at my dream hospital and it was nights, which only contributed to my depression. And so I ended up having to take a medical leave of absence as was recommended by my therapist at the time. And that was a really scary time for me. And we'll get more on that later because I think it's important that we normalize taking absences from work when our mental health is suffering. So often you hear people taking an absence because they took a really bad fall and broke a leg or their family member passed away. And while those are all completely warranted and great reasons to take leaves of absence and time off from work, focus on your health and focus on your family. Mental health is just as important to take that kind of break. And I didn't think so at the time, which only perpetuated how I felt because I guilted myself frequently. But I do think it's important that I end up talking about that at some point. And so I will. But fast forward, I went on that leave of absence for, I think it was like six to eight weeks. I know that not everybody can afford to do something like that. I felt very privileged and very blessed to be able to take that time off. And in the meantime, I ended up going crazy looking for other jobs because I was just so scared that I would be left jobless. And so I was looking and looking and looking and basically submitting something crazy like 15 resumes a day and tons of applications. And I actually stumbled upon a really great job at a fertility clinic. And I remember being so excited because now I was kind of leaving the traditional nursing job in a sense at the bedside and moving into something that was going to be more outpatient, a little bit more routine. It was going to be a traditional eight to five job or nine to five job kind of vibe. So I'd be basically joining the typical corporate workflow vibe. And I was really excited to do that, which I know that that's not everybody's cup of tea, but 
That's exactly what I needed at the time. And so I started working for this fertility clinic and planning my wedding simultaneously. Yeah, talk about major life changes. I was just starting to get back on track, but this was actually right in the middle of the pandemic, guys. And it was just a bad time to be in healthcare. I mean, I honestly think it's still kind of a bad time to be in healthcare, but... That's, again, another story for another day. And I ended up just having a really hard time setting boundaries with coworkers, and it was not a good vibe there. And so here I am, stressed again about having to switch jobs for the third time in my now only three to four year career. And I actually, my best friend came through for me and uh, she was working for a telemedicine company at the time, but she's not a nurse. She just kind of worked on the corporate side of things. And she told me that they were actually hiring for nurses. And so I got in there. I squeezed my way in and I started working for that telemedicine company from home. And wow, this is where I finally was able to really work towards work-life balance and work towards the life that I really wanted for myself. And this is when I finally was able to kind of breathe, honestly. I worked more closely with my therapist at this time. As far as my career goes, it's still a big question mark for me. I can't tell you that I want to work in telemedicine for the rest of my life. I can't say that this is something right now that I'm doing that I'm super passionate about because, again, I fell in love with women's health a long time ago. I think I'm always going to be passionate about helping women to achieve their highest selves and their healthiest selves. And I don't know how I'll ever be able to do that again. I do work with some women within the company that I'm working with now, but It's just, it's more limited. It's not really specialized in reproductive health, et cetera. So this isn't really a passion of mine, but it's at least allowing me the space and the time that I have needed for so long. Because what I didn't realize throughout those three to four years where I was hopping from job to job, thinking I was reaching my goals, but actually I was burning myself out big time. And going towards something that I didn't, I wasn't even sure what I was going towards. So the good news is now I know, right? I had to go through all of that to figure out what it is that I wanted out of my life. And I have a clear vision for what I want. I'm not entirely sure where that's going to take me within my career, but I do know, like I said, I want to help women. So that's why I'm here. Just to, I guess, explain to you why I decided to start a podcast (laughs) and where that came from. So I guess this has to do with the work that I have done to better my mental health. So like I said, back when I was working and my first nursing job, and I started to see that therapist, I actually ended up really hitting things off with her, which is so important. I cannot stress that enough. I had been to other therapists in my lifetime for separate reasons, and I can't say to you that I lasted longer than, I don't know, maybe a couple months with those people because I just didn't build a great rapport with them. And that is probably the most important thing that I would say. Sometimes you have to like trial and error a therapist out to see who you vibe better with. I know I said vibe like a hundred times in this episode already, but that's like the best word that I can come up with. But seriously, if you don't feel comfortable sharing things with that person or you don't feel like it's just you chatting with a friend, then it can be really hard to make some serious deep breakthroughs. It'll be easy to talk about the superficial stuff, but when it comes to actual doing the heart work like and I say heart work because I heard that phrase somewhere and I really really liked it it's kind of like a pun like hard work but deep heart work get it 
Okay. No. All right. I started working with that therapist and I ended up really hitting things off with her. And it just felt like I was going to chat with a friend once a week, which was really, really nice. And so we started to make these strides towards getting me back on my feet. And one of the things that I actually found worked really well for me, I had no idea what podcasts were. I think in the middle of the night trying to fall asleep, but not really trying to fall asleep because I was on my phone, if you know what I mean. I was on my phone Googling, insecurely Googling my feelings. (laughs) And if you say you don't do that, then you're a liar because everybody does that. So I'm out here Googling my feelings And I came across a podcast episode and I said to myself, okay, well, I'll just listen to this in the car on my way to work tomorrow. And I listened to this episode and I remember just wanting to scream out of my body because this person had somehow found a way to record herself talking about the thoughts that were in my brain. And I just felt so seen and so heard. And that was it for me. I started going on a deep dive looking for podcasts for self-improvement and mental health and all other sorts of podcasts that you can think of because it just felt so good to hear from people who felt the same way, but also from other perspectives. I just found it so interesting. I mean, I don't know, this might be the first podcast you listen to. It might be the 50th podcast you listen to. But if you're an avid podcast listener like me, you get what I'm talking about. It's It feels nice to be a fly on the wall amongst other people's conversations and be like, oh yeah, I've totally... Uh, understand that emotion. I felt that before. So I found podcasts and I would listen on my way to work, but I couldn't ever fully implement some of the things that I had heard were working for other people because again, I was still working for for the fertility clinic and it was really hard to implement some of the things that I was hearing about while being under the control, for lack of a better word, of an employer. So kind of like life was happening to me versus with me, if that makes sense. So finally, when I got this telemedicine position, that's when things really started to change for me. And actually, I it's kind of funny. I see my life very much like before and after. And I think that that's how it is for a lot of people. Like there's one big event that happens to you that you're like, oh, before the storm, after the hurricane, before my telemedicine position and after my telemedicine position, I'm a completely different person. So just to give you an idea of why I decided to do this podcast, I'm going to paint the picture for you here. It's another sleepless night, okay? Not totally sleepless, but I'm trying to knock out and I actually don't have my phone with me. And I'm laying there in bed and I'm trying to fall asleep. My eyes are closed. I'm super relaxed. And all of a sudden, my brain is going a hundred miles a minute. Like, what am I going to do with my career? I don't know what I want anymore. What's my passion? Do I like this? Do I not like this? Like, I have to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life because then there's that that pressure, right? I mean, if you're a millennial like me, the chances are you're parents, grandparents. I mean, my grandparents were immigrants, but my parents weren't. My parents were born here. Either way, both of them, they got jobs, right? And they, even if they switched, like, let's say, okay, my parents were bankers. Even if they switched banks, I mean, my grandfather stayed in the same position for years and years and years and years and years. And my parents were bankers for years and years and years. And so there's this pressure to do what they did, right? And say, okay, like, I found a career. This is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Now time to retire at 60. No, I didn't have that. And now I was five years into my career and thinking, what the hell do I want to do with my life? So it was just one of those nights where all these thoughts were circling my head. And out of nowhere, I just, I was like, 
I'm going to start a podcast. Like, I can't even tell you where that thought came from. It just popped in. If you believe in divine intervention, then that's the best way that I can describe this. And I don't want to say that I heard the voice of God because I don't know about you, but for me, I get really envious and annoyed when I hear people say, oh, I heard God speak to me because I have yet to hear God speak to me. But if I had to say I've heard the voice of God, this is probably the best way that I could describe it because the thought truly came out of absolutely nowhere. And all of a sudden, I kid you not, I had every idea that I could possibly have related to the podcast. In that five to 10 minutes of me just going on a mind rampage, trying to fall asleep, I had come up with what I wanted the cover to look like, what I wanted to call the podcast, what kind of episode I wanted to have, what I wanted to talk about, who I wanted to have on the podcast. I had come up with so much in my brain that I had to stop trying to go to sleep and pick up my phone and write all this down in a note because I could not fall asleep because this was just weighing so heavily on me. So I was like, I'm just going to write this down and I will come to this tomorrow morning. I just need to go to sleep right now. So I went to sleep and the next morning I was like, where did that come from? And I had looked through my notes and I had maybe 10, 15 episodes just like that, just out of the blue. I don't know. It just seemed too crazy and too weird to not pursue or to not at least give additional consideration. So I ended up actually sitting with these ideas for I think a couple of days and I had talked to everybody about it. I talked to my mom, I talked to my best friend, I talked to my husband, not in that order, but (laughs) I talked to everybody that I knew and everybody that would listen and I just told them what was going on and everybody, not one person was like, oh, you know, I don't know about that for you. No, everybody was like, you need to do this. You're so excited about it. And they just gave me the confidence that I didn't necessarily have in myself. I feel like once you get to know me or if you already know me, you'll know that I can't make a decision without asking other people about it. It's a real problem we're working on 2023. Let's go. But I frequently look to those around me for confidence and for opinions. The fact that everybody was telling me to go for this was just, it felt very much like if I didn't go for this, I was just going to be doing myself and others potentially a disservice. And I worked through a lot of limiting beliefs that told me that I couldn't do this. For example, you know, what would people think of me? What do I even have to offer? And turns out, I mean, as a nurse, I think just in general, why couldn't I offer my knowledge in women's health and reproductive health and just healthcare in general to others? And why couldn't I use my experiences as a woman, as a nurse, as somebody who struggles with depression and anxiety and just a hint of OCD to others? Because at the end of the day, others helped me through my shit. I sat listening to podcast after podcast, YouTube video after YouTube video, reading Google article after Google article about anything I could get my hands on to help me be better, to help me feel better. And after doing that, I just realized there is really something to be said for community in social media and community in creation of content such as this podcast. So I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I potentially might have something that I can offer you, and I'm hoping that maybe my experiences will help give you the inspiration that you need to work towards what you want for your life and to better your mental health and your physical health. I don't think I am the poster child by any means, and I am definitely 
not perfect, but I'm finally on my journey, right? I think for so long, I used to say, oh yeah, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. Oh yeah, I'm going to the gym or, oh yeah, next year, my New Year's resolution. Ugh, I hate that word, resolutions. But now I can actually say I am actively working on myself. I am actively working on every aspect of my life and I am actively working to become the person that I want to become the best version of myself and in doing that I've found things along the way that have helped me and I've done things that haven't helped me and that I've had to do by trial and error just to see if they would work and they didn't and so maybe in doing all of that in working on all of that I can be a light to others who are just beginning or not even beginning but thinking about maybe perhaps wanting a different life for themselves but not necessarily having the strength to get there and I I understand that feeling and so I'm hoping that by doing this I'm able to inspire some of you or at least make you feel the way I felt in that you're not alone you're not alone all the thoughts that you have, I've probably had, and if I haven't had them, then somebody else has had them. I mean, we are literally all having the same thoughts, walking around, thinking the same things all day long, and nobody's talking about it. So I'm here to talk about it. Well, actually, not nobody. People are talking about it now, but I think less people talked about it than now. Yeah. So that's basically it. That's me in a nutshell. My E! True Hollywood story, if you will. Next week, I'm going to talk about where I'm at now. I did mention I'm actively trying to better myself. So the progress that I've made, I guess, throughout the last year in 2022 and what my goals are for 2023, where I'm at on my health journey. I really hope that this is something that aligns with exactly what you need for your life right now and hope to see you back here next week or not see you, but talk to you next week. Ciao. Hey, wow. So you're still here. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sticking around. I hope you liked that episode. If you did, do me a favor and leave me a review wherever you're listening so that I know I'm not talking to myself. I hope you guys have an amazing day, an amazing week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye!